0: Welcome to season one, episode 49. Let's maintain appearances of the hate napkin. I am your co host, Eric, coming to you from the land that Sherman didn't burn enough of, Columbia, South Carolina. And we are also not joined today by our co host, Garrett. But next week is episode 50, the Haiti. Our annual award show where we will give out the golden napkin holder to the ultimate thing that we hate in the universe. I am also joined by special guest star, Paul Lind, center of the square, Carla from
1: Burnt Corn, Alabama,
0: (laughs) where she is the...
1: Uh. Manager of the local Dairy Queen and the editor in chief of the Burnt Corn Register and Tribune.
0: That must be a very busy job. Do you have to clean? I'm just curious when you put the cakes in the urinal, are they like brazier cakes?
1: There are no urinal cakes at the Dairy Queen.
0: I mean, are they like do you just like do you just like drop a dilly bar into the
1: urinal? <laughs> no if somebody drops a dilly bar into the urinal um <laughs> since i don't have to clean them, it I don't
2: who is the dairy queen do we know did they tell you
1: i am
0: one not- of the three of us folks is the dairy queen you decide come and go <laughs> so this is the hate napkin where we um by the way, if you have things that you hate that aren't political or religious, just send them to info at That That is info at thehatenapkin.com. Carla is going to reach deep into the angles of hate mailbag and pull out a wonderful communication from...
1: Our friend Nikki.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And her name is Nikki Goldenheart. And she says hello my favorite dispensers of haterade i thought that was lovely That's nice. i hope this finds all of you well i have what i think is a good one for you this week i'm adding to the hate napkin people who hog up all of the gas pumps on one side at the gas station oh my god i'm telling you she's gonna be she's gonna this
0: be- is an epic this is an epic email already
1: Yes, let me preface this by saying that I live in a town that is probably smaller than Burnt Corn, Alabama. Someone would have to put their shoulder into it to make that happen. There's a very large Amish community community here, so one of the big jobs in the area is being an Amish taxi driver. It's a person who owns a giant conversion van, and they go around picking up Amish people and taking them to places for whatever they need to do. Their route is hell, and I have another hate napkin dedicated to those people I'll send you next time. So anyways, on to the story. I had to go to the dentist, so already not in a great mood, and I had to stop for gas on the way. It's 20 miles away, and I left an hour early. I pull into the gas station, and on one side is a giant Amish van with a trailer that's taking up both pumps on his side. On the other side is a blazer, and she hadn't pulled up to the first pump either, making it impossible for other people to get gas until these two princesses were done. What made it more infuriating is that she was sitting there cleaning out her car, knowing I'm parked behind her waiting. Well, the Amish guy gets done first, so leaves. And I pull around to the other side a bit aggressively. And I move as far forward as I can, making sure the next person has a place to pull into. As I'm standing there grumbling out loud, mostly to myself, pumping my gas, the blazer lady hears me and then decides to roll her window down and confront me. The reason I couldn't pull up is because that pump doesn't work, she says, pointing to the first pump. I don't see a bag on the handle indicating that, I replied. It's the card reader that's broken. Oh, so the pump isn't out of service. Well, no, but I couldn't use it. You could go inside and pay, I answered back to her. Do you have cash for me to pay, she asked. I said, no, but they have an ATM inside. Are you going to pay the fee that it will charge me? Again, no, but it doesn't charge you a fee if you use the point of sale machine at the cash register, all you have to do is walk inside. But instead of that she just went on about how I shouldn't dish it out if I can't take it. I said that's just fine besides I wasn't even talking to you, I was just talking to myself. And you decided to take it personally. You said blazer. That's me. So you meant me. Yeah, I did because it was extremely rude not to pull up in front of the pump. It goes back and forth for a few moments, like Northeast Ohioans do. I wasn't paying attention to the pump, and back and forth made me go $3 over. So I told her off and started to get back in my car. She drives off, but only about 200 feet or so and sits there and waits like she's trying to bait me or thinks I'm going to angrily follow her, which is never going to happen. So I pull up towards her, give her the salute and drive off in the other direction. I'd already had enough to ruin my day going to the dentist. So if you're going to the gas station, the nicest thing you can do is please move up all the way forward so that other people can pump their gas and not have to sit and wait while you pick dust out of your car, that you live in the country with, so don't be a dickhole, like the one I'm describing here today. Anyway, that's my contribution to the hate napkin, but trust me, I will have more. Peace and love, Nikki Goldenheart. Please feel free to use whatever whining, nasal, carony voice you can muster when you read her comments. Ah, I'm gonna use a
0: nasal voice, Nikki. Thank you for your contribution to the hate. Episode. That was actually an epic, epic. Ep- you know what? That's what this show is all about, and I think it's gonna catch. Right, people who are pissed off over small things that actually matter, Nikki. I, I have the most dearest respect for you, and I'm actually impressed by your usage of the word dickhole. Because you know, dickhole is a word we shouldn't use often. But it is a word we should use for fucking cockfuckers who don't drive down to the second fucking pump. They're, they're first pump hogs and they are in fact dick holes. If you look at a dick, you know, deep in, you know, it, there's something that burrows deep inside it. It's called a dickhole. It's not the worst thing in the universe, but nobody wakes up one day thinking I'd like to be a dickhole. The problem is there are so many dickholes, (laughs) dickholes to the left, dickholes to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you, Nikki. You guys, I've blathered and blathered and blathered for days and days. What do you guys hate?
1: Uh, i hate it when a website won't let you access it until you sign up for their website oh fucking hell i see wayfair
0: you by the new york times which you can't get to but you can be teased
1: inside. no 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 no. the new york times has a paywall Right. Pay. Oh, so okay okay that's not i'm that's talking about right. like wayfair I wanted to look at some furniture, but I can't look at anything on their website until I sign up for their website. For a commercial site? Yes. That's bullshit. Log into Wayfair. Tell me what happens. I won't
0: because I I can't.
1: That's my point.
0: Because you're in communist Asia.
1: No, I'm in communist Burt Korn i want
0: a t-shirt i'm in communist alabama oh listen i've got a list carla Go ahead. you haven't given us anything for a while what do you hate
1: i just gave you when a website won't let you access it until i sign up for it i know it's five minutes okay here's another one yes. websites overly concerned with me loading their ads because they order me to turn off my ad blocker program so that I can read the article.
2: You know, right, that's too bo- much. That's too much.
1: No that's no. the same one. No, 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 no. no, no. USA problem. No it, USA Today makes me turn off my ad blocker so that I can read the news.
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a perfect response to this. Um, and first of all, everybody that's listening to this show on YouTube, Audible.com, Anchor FM, and all the other ones, you should really go to Amazon or your local bookstore and order Kurt Vonnegut's Bogombo Snuffbox. Kurt Vonnegut Bogombo Snuffbox. Okay, so here's what people used to do. They used to come home from a day's hard work, sit down in the chair, and read a short story in the Saturday Evening Post colliers or whatever. And that was that was, you know, that was before the the era of TV. We just do a little light reading at the end of the day, enjoy a short story from a, a good writer. And you you know close the end of the day with a with a, you know meal with a family, beat your wife at night, say nasty things to the kids and then start it all over the next day. I'm just saying. I just we're we're way past that but can we get back to that can we get back to the point where we just eat our kids hmm? yeah can we just get back to beating our kids <laughs> no you fucking asshole i just think it would be nice if we like contained all of the anxiety of the day and a nice personal experience in the chair You know, something that releases us for 30 minutes. Maybe there's a dildo connected to it. Maybe not. (laughs) Sorry, I was fantasizing. What were you talking about, Carla? Nothing important. (laughs) I just think it's important to have release at the end of the night. And then you and then you have to go. Come and go. A come and go. Do you have the coffee cup?
1: To come and go. Yes, I do. Um,
0: if you're on YouTube, somebody out there has actually created a coffee cup called Come and Go.
1: No, it's a convenience store chain all through Iowa.
0: Are you telling me there are come and goes everywhere in Iowa?
1: Yes, giant red and white signs that say come and like, go. Like,
0: okay, I've driven through these past 15 cornfields. I really need to come
1: and go. You see, come and go, and you see wind turbines from here, from and the Iowa border the, all the way up to my sister's house. And it was created
0: without irony.
2: Wait, oh, wait, what's winter vine? What is it called? Winter vines? What? What's the other chain? Come and goes, and what?
0: So here I am in Des Moines, and I pull into <laughs> I pull into a come and go, and there are a bunch of truckers sitting around circle jerking it could be but are you serious that actually a gas station chain yes
1: i stop at limoni every time on the way up to see my sister and there's a come and go and that's where we stop okay
0: uh, is it is it clearly segregated or is it just a big like you
1: know, oh no of- the one in Lamona right, right yeah. next to the Amish store.
0: Yeah. Oh so che- so there's come and go and cheese curds.
2: This is what this brings me to my my hate napkin. Lot, Wait, lizard, is- lot lizards yeah. lot lizards. Oh yeah, are what? on my hate napkin.
1: Lot, lot lizards. Lizard. What the fuck is a lot lizard? Prostitutes who hang around the truck stops. I'm just teasing. obviously
2: Carla knows.
1: I do. I was pretending
0: not to know for the listeners who are like, what the fuck is a lot lizard?
1: Hey, you think That's the good. dairy queen was my first job?
0: Actually, do you know that you remember the uh <laughs> oh my god. That reminds me of the fact that so my ex-wife used to work at hand middle school.
2: Oh my god, a lot of lot Where- lizards went there.
0: Um, so I, I I clearly remember the day that she got the call, and then she ran came ran she ran to me and said, "I got the hand job! I got the hand job!" <laughs> I was like, "Great! Can you please work at Blow High School?" <laughs> Anyways, okay, so you know what? Let's not disparage hookers and truck lots. Can you imagine a harder job than that? No, no. And you just have to walk from semi to semi saying, do you need your dick sucks or do you need your dick sucks? Or, I mean, I imagine they have a lot of clipboards. <laughs> it just, that's gotta be a nasty. The first thing is these like truckers haven't bathed in like three days. Let me tell you a really funny story. Once upon a time, my my uh, good friend in Charlottesville, Virginia called me at seven a.m. And said, "You got to get over here, buddy." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? You just got to get here." I'm like, "It's seven on a a.m. on a Saturday morning. You have to get to my house." You know, so being the good friend that I am to him, I instantly rushed to his house, and he showed me sheets, which had brown stains upon them, and he said. I literally fucked the shit out of her last night. I was like, what? He goes, I fucked the shit. She shat the sheets. She shat the sheets. And he had the evidence. And I was like, oh my God, she shat the sheets. She shat the sheets. (laughs) And literally, and that's why, you know what? Here's the thing, folks. Here's a PSA. It's okay if you shit the sheets. It's okay if you queef, fart, piss in the bedroom, nothing that you do with your lover is off limits. It's okay. It's bodily fluids and functions swirling upon each other in a circus of human erotica. And occasionally, somebody will shit the sheets. And that's not a bad thing. It's not even an embarrassing thing. It's just what happens.
1: (laughs) I just didn't know fucking the shit out of somebody was such a (laughs) turn-on.
0: well it wasn't a turn on so much as a you have to see you have to see i literally fucked the shit out of somebody last night and we called her julie the pooper from there on but (laughs) not
1: mentioning any names
0: yeah well literally julie the pooper you're out there and there's nothing to be embarrassed about You had sex with somebody, and when you climaxed, you released your sphincter and shit poured out your asshole. (laughs) And we're brought to you today by THN Creamy Butter. (laughs) I think one of the really beautiful things about this show, and we are almost at episode 50, is that there's really just no shame, honestly and I'm being really totally sincere at this point. If if something happens to you in life and it's embarrassing, there's no shame in it. It's just part of the human experience. You've done something embarrassing. You know, farts came out your nostril or you, you know, I mean, you got drunk and told a former ex that you wanted to suck their asshole and never had the chance. I mean, there's just there's just there really isn't any shame in the human experience. We're stuck on this stupid tiny rock in the middle of a gigantic galaxy of billions of stars surrounded by billions of galaxies with billions of stars. And yes, occasionally air goes through one of our orifices in, in an unpleasant manner. So the fuck what? Honestly, right. I,
2: ha- I have a quick story about being an idiot. And I want to put it Being an idiot on the hate napkin.
0: Yeah, go forward.
2: Okay, so when I first arrived to Vietnam, I went to a—I'm not going to say the bar name—but I went to a little bar and uh, had some beer. And what they do in Vietnam is you—you park your bike, and they give you a uh, ticket for your bike. And If you don't have your ticket, you cannot get your bike it's uh there's no negotiation but so what I want to put on the hate napkin are expats that think they know what's going on or they uh I'm gonna put myself on the hate napkin
0: posing for a haiti total okay. poser let me just see you. Putting yourself on the hate napkin. Oh, I hate myself. Oh my god, can I please get a Haiti? All
2: right. So fuck. So I go to this bar, I'm drinking, having a good time. I go out and my motorbike is not there.
0: And it's stolen.
2: I think it's stolen. And the staff doesn't explain to me that they moved it after a certain hour at midnight. They moved it to, like, the center city parking.
0: (laughs) They just pick up people's bikes and move them?
2: Right. So, but it's not explained to me what happened. Nobody speaks the English well enough. And they're just like, "Uh I have this ticket. I'm like, well, everyone always cares about this ticket. I have the ticket. Where's my bike? So they're like not paying attention. So I just go park it across the street. They go back inside and I see bikes outside still. So I'm like, well, I'm going to move their bikes. So I proceed to move about seven to 10 bikes just up the neighborhood, up alleys, up streets. And then I sit and wait. And I sit and wait and I sit and wait for them. And they come out and they're like, "Where's our bike? We're closed." I'm like, "Where's your ticket? Do you have your ticket?" And I'm fucking with that.
1: Where's <laughs> your ticket?
2: And this is <laughs> this is bad foreigner. I was being bad foreigner. I didn't know.
0: Oh, that's good foreigner. That is good foreigner.
2: No, really bad. And I, I eventually left, foreign. and I didn't even tell them where I put their bike. Like uh, obviously, they all found their bikes. I guess.
0: Honestly. Some somehow some way.
2: Okay.
1: Why so do foreigners hate Americans?
0: <laughs> I can't imagine why. Is it because we kill babies with drones?
2: Right. So like, there's no re- because we kill babies with drones. There's no reason I should be moving their fucking bikes throughout the fucking. <laughs> I should never have run. not done that, and I'm very sorry for it. And I bring myself up on the state napkin.
0: We've never had we have never in like the in the 49 episodes of this show had a self-sacrificial
2: well this was 10 years ago this is very close to columbia city paper which i also hate myself for it's very close
0: i kind of hate yourself for that too (laughs) by the way folks the columbia city paper was probably the most amazing gonzo newspaper in the history of humanity. And even Daniel Savage, Dan Savage, the great uh gay ways, he traveled all the way from Washington State, Seattle area to here in Columbia, South Carolina, to congratulate us on our epic work for this ridiculous newspaper. In no, which he we... got
2: paid a shitload of money to speak at the University of South Carolina. And he thought and he thought Columbia City paper was something because we paid way it, way paid him city for city. his fucking syndicated column, and it's the other thing, and the other paper that was real good
0: really funny to we 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 he wanted to meet us at the end of the night, but the funny thing is he wouldn't go to the gay club with us <laughs> this guy's queer as fuck and I just thought it was funny we had to go to the uh hooters like. Um, flying saucer restaurant across from the gig. he would only go to the, like the testosterone loaded big city bar across the street from the gay club
1: in all yeah. fairness nobody fucks with the world like dan savage yeah well, well he's, anyway he's
0: a non-smoker he us, that was us for like we we sat around for four hours and dan just just kept like you know, machine gunning it into us his respect for all the things that we were doing. And we were doing really important things in, frankly, one of the most conservative capital cities in the United States. I always feel like what we did with city paper, we would have gotten arrested for it in Boston or Las Vegas. Here's the deal.
2: We didn't even have money for the bill.
0: We no, no. Like, yeah. Well, Dan... Here, so here's, fucked here's the really
2: funny the thing. Dan, and Dan, Dan, Dan Savage had to pay for the bill. And you made a scene with the fucking waiter. You're like, this this is Dan Savage and you shouldn't be a... You made a fucking drama scene with Dan Savage. I'm not an asshole. you were an asshole.
0: No. I only drink... I don't drink beer. I only drink whiskey or bourbon. So, I drank bourbons the whole night, not not knowing that Dan's going to pick up the tab. So, he picks up the whole tab and I felt really bad. I was like, wait, I drank like, you know... 50 bucks 60 bucks worth of bourbon no, well you guys thought
2: you beers. didn't do that we had like one drink there
0: that's bullshit you're you're not remembering this right we actually drank for a while because what i did after that was i sent two twenty dollar bills to his office in seattle i sent cash to his office saying thank you so much for the drinks i really feel guilty still that you covered my tab here, here's forty bucks. No, and we he are, never
2: got that, and just don't embarrass people in public. Just learn that lesson.
0: I didn't know you embarrassed people in public. Actually, it, it it remains a funny thing. He really said we were doing amazing things, and we were.
2: He was talking about the free times. He was not talking about us.
0: That's kind of funny, is he thought he was sitting with the other newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, fuck the free time, big time. Anyways, that, these are totally Columbia centric um, jokes. If you're joining us now, you can just ignore the last 10 minutes of the hate napkin. Please send us the things you hate to. Info at the hate napkin.com. That is info at the hate uh, You can also uh, see whatever we're up to over at on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's usually not much. If you heard it here, it's out there. Um, We are joined today by special guest Carla from Burnt Corn, Alabama, and sound engineer Polly from Bali, who's actually joining us from Bali, of all places today. You can see the little doilies in his background. I'm joining you from the place that Sherman just didn't burn enough from, Columbia, South Carolina. Thank you. We love you. And when we say we hate you, oh. Oh. Oh, we fuck you, according to Polly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we're fucked? I don't know what that means. Is that silent? Is that ASL?
2: They can't see that. It's only who's talking they see. I'm trying if to get you to the anus of hate.
0: Fingering
1: his other fist.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Where do we go from here? He's trying to get you to say the anals of hate so we can go home. He, into the.
0: Oh, of hey